0: installment of Behind the Fourth Wall, the podcast where we review and discuss movies, TV shows, video games, and anything else pop culture. Today, we'll be taking a look ahead at the upcoming Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. My name is Ivan, and joining me as always is my co-host and beekeeping enthusiast, Emmett.
1: Yeah, I'm waiting on a certificate to go from enthusiast to a purist, but I guess I'm not purist enough.
0: It's just a hobby so far, at least according to the government.
1: (laughs) No, honestly, bees uh, terrify me yeah they're killers man there's literally one called a killer
0: i mean yeah but that's like an african bee right like that that's Didn't like... that
1: take over the us No, that in my all my enthusiast club meetings we always led with talking about the killer bees
0: well every time we bring up killer anybody brings up killer bees to me i i think of the uh really How crappy 90s film the killer bees you ever see that I, no i don't know that one <laughs> This is what happens when I watch too much, uh, or I. This is the result of watching too much WB during the prime time uh, years. Great I go right.
1: You know. I, I I word associate it right to uh, to B Drill,
0: Pokemon. <laughs> the Pokemon who should have yeah, gotten an evolution above B Drill. That was already the top. Yeah, but you know how they've gotten, well, I don't know. I don't think you've played it any was... of the recent stuff. But they've done more than three evolutions. No, I'm a one.
1: Now. I'm a one fifty 150 guy. One
0: fifty one. <laughs>
1: no i you know i murdered mew i never caught him and then (laughs) since that was the only one in the game it was only 150 (laughs) um what was your first pokemon out of out of town not what your starter was because everyone always just went back and redid it with whatever but what what was the one you had your eye on like I'm getting to the first gym, and I gotta have this in my back
0: pocket. It was Diglett.
1: You can't get that in the opening sequence. What are you, you talking about? You're already I, cheating at this game. No, no. I just I wanted to hear Mankey, and anything else is wrong.
0: <laughs> Mankey was the right choice always, but no, there yeah. was there was this glitch back in the day where you oh, could walk. Oh, we got a cheater. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I was the dumb kid that picked Charmander and tried to go and repeatedly lost to Brock. Okay,
1: and then to Misty, yeah. And then no my, chance.
0: but my my Charmander ended up leveling up to like fifteen or something. And I heard from a friend that if you go through the Viridian Forest, I think. See, I remember these things. <laughs> um, if you walk a few paces and then go this way, or I, I think walk to the right, you can walk all the way into the Diglett Cave, and so. I ended up catching a Diglett because I just refused to catch anything else. It just didn't really catch my attention. But you're right. <laughs> Mankey was probably the only way to go because if you wanted to beat Brock, you needed a fighting type Pokemon.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the only right answer. Unless you were going like Pidgey, maybe. A lot of people out there with Caterpies and what are you going to do? Harden in that gym? <laughs>
0: <laughs> How do you level up a Metapod? I never got that. Like,
1: <laughs> um, You start with it and then you recall it. And then you <laughs> sacrifice somebody else to go grind the XP.
0: The fact that we can still recall all this stuff—I
1: <laughs> remember the early strats. I don't know what the kids are doing nowadays,
0: though. I mean, that's—it's outside of gotten, my. It's gotten complicated, man. We like—it's just no. It's a lot of math involved, and you got to calculate effort values. And, and I wonder if
1: they still do. Where like you can only get certain ones if you trade it. Yes, that that was so annoying. Where I was like, I just wanted to level up my Geo Dude all the way, and I couldn't <laughs> do that unless I traded with someone else, and then trust that they'll send it back.
0: Well, not just that, <laughs> but like you had to walk around with a link cable and hope one of your friends. <laughs> oh,
1: was but no, down. not not on Game Boy Color. It had that like if you hold them up next to each other, it had this little like sensory pad that could communicate to the other one
0: Is, was that was that in game i thought they were just game boy advance for that one i don't know. i think it was color i remember having to do the link cable on color but i don't know i could be wrong i, I know they like try to do the infrared thing the, the for the longest time but anyway
1: <laughs> these are for the 90s kids nobody else understands
0: <laughs> only the cool kids remember when you had to use a link cable in the playground <laughs> <laughs> hey man let's get let's get onto our walls yes
1: you want to talk um, walls today? It's been a minute since we've talked. We've, we last talked about Avatar, and then we took
0: a little bit of time off. We our did. Our winter break. We did. We um, Although to our to our audience, <laughs> Avatar was just released.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to us, I mean, who cares about the audience? This is really about us.
0: I have a massive thing for my wall, but I'm going to try to speed run this as quickly as I No, I'll go I first.
1: I can get mine done.
0: Go, quick. go, go. Do it. Do it. Because I'm
1: about to, <laughs> set. I'm about to
0: pull this You have six
1: bullet points, and I have one. <laughs> uh, I, I owe apologies, but I'm also going to take I told you so' on this one. Okay, oh. so in my time off, I gave shows that I had been critical of another chance. So I'll start with the I told you so's. Andor is still crap. Okay, it's it wow. doesn't get good. It doesn't. I, I I I'm three episodes deep and it's still terrible. It's just so boring. And this main character was the worst part of Rogue One. He didn't deserve his own spinoff. I'm gonna leave it at that and I'm not gonna pick oh. it back up. It doesn't get a third time.
0: Oh, my I'm two gosh. strikes and out. <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> that's that's that. The apologies, though, and I, you know, I bashed this pretty hard without watching it. But She Hulk was very good. You didn't, you didn't praise it enough. You were not a big enough advocate for women's rights and equality. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly thought this. Show, I mean, the CGI is a little, still a little weird looking, and it's funny that like I saw them complaining that it wasn't nominated for any like cgi awards or anything like that but honestly the plot the writing was super funny quick witted um the action was pretty good and then i liked the way that they ended the show too it was really unique
0: yeah i i felt so i had a lot of fun watching it week over week because like it was something me and my sister would watch together like uh, that was our wednesday thing that being said i didn't really like touted all that much only because I feel like it delivered exactly what I thought it was going to be which is the Ally McBeal type vibes for the MCU but I figured like that's kind of like a niche taste so I was like I wasn't sure if you were going to really like it or not because to me it's like it was funny to me but I also feel like you you you're, your taste is kind of sometimes aligned with mine and sometimes it's like very very different like we can't disagree more on Andor on this but <laughs> But I think, like, She-Hulk, I thought, was a really, really fun show. And I thought it was a shame that there was a lot of people just kind of putting it down. Because I'm like, that's what the character is, though.
1: Like, they, they nailed it. Well, I thought the main actress, Tatiana, was, like, amazing in that role. I, I haven't seen her in anything else. So, like, I might start looking into what else she's been in.
0: She was in, I want to say she was uh, She was in a few episodes of Black uh, Black Mirror. And I think, well, uh... oh, no, no. Or, or am I thinking about Orphan Black? Orphan Orphan Black, Black. And and yeah. apparently
1: a couple episodes of Parks
0: and Rec. Why do I feel like um, I'm trying to remember which episodes those might be? Because I feel like she's she's got like a she's got like enough striking features to be to kind of recall some of those characters. Maybe one of the antagonists for Leslie Nope. because I <laughs> I feel like there were kind of few of those <laughs> series.
1: Yeah, neither here nor there. I mean, she was yeah, she was really good in it, and I liked that it wasn't entirely like uh, in your face with like. Pushing the women's agenda. I mean, it still did, but it wasn't like, uh, you know, the scene in Endgame where it's, it throws it at your <laughs> face. It, it can more just like build it into the plot, uh, which felt very natural.
0: Yeah, I, I I thought so too. Also, I want to see a Wong spin off of that show with. Uh, <laughs> he was like the only part I didn't really love. With with Madison, was it?
1: Yeah, Madison with one Y and two Ns. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she was a little, she was funny, but Wong was a little weird in this. I don't love what they're doing with him. He's supposed to be like a serious guy, and then they make him into a clown.
0: I think that's what they were trying to do, is like put him in like. I know it's what of, they're trying to do. I don't but...
1: like what they're trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of, of seeing Daredevil in the MCU here, though? Because I thought. Oh, I love it. Anytime right? I can get Daredevil back. Woo! I'm the biggest I... Daredevil fan after being one of the biggest naysayers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's a lot more agile, I feel like, in the MCU. Like,
1: I don't love know. the gold outfit. I get that's a no. call out to one of his other comic book whatever storylines, but uh, <laughs> I liked it all red, or like the Fortnite one where it's like matte red
0: <laughs> <laughs> with the 3D like, cell shaded. <laughs> the red costume is coming back for sure. I'm a hundred percent sure, but yeah it, it, it was a good one any any anything else that you've seen that you feel like um I you'd... just
1: watched uh last night Jonah Hill's new movie on uh, Netflix you guys
0: you guys oh we okay yeah I've seen for that you one. you people sorry gonna... have, have you watched that I've seen the um the previews for it, but i haven't uh, I haven't watched it myself. It was surprisingly really good. I liked it a lot. I got to watch it. I feel like um, there were there was a lot of like mixed reviews about it uh, when I was looking it up the other day.
1: But I think honestly, in this climate, anything to do with like race or gender or politics, it's going to get mixed reviews because you're going to get the trolls that speak very loud. And then the fans that like are trying to just balance it out. That's true. I, I think it's probably better than the reviews.
0: Talk about it. That's true. I mean, just look at the Last of Us episode three. That thing got review bombed, and I, I started was... Last of Us. Is it good? <laughs> it's great, man. It's one of the yeah. best adaptations I've seen from a video game to to anything.
1: Even better than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
0: Oh, mm, you know, it's not to that level. Like the nineties one. <laughs> you can't beat the nineties turtles, man.
1: <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> All right, that's my wall, though. Um, this is my time to be like. I'm willing to go back and, and look at things that I gave up on or never tried.
0: Well, speaking of things. Uh, that are terrible. That you have given, given, given up on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hit me. My big mural over here. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Warner Brothers DCU slate. Um, so this is, you know, we're recording this for full transparency February 2nd. news came out just yesterday, I think, February 1st. Uh, no, no, I'm lying. It came out January 31st. Um, so James Gunn and Peter Safran, who were both the new heads of um, DC for Warner Brothers, uh, came out with their uh, first half, I guess, of their chapter one or phase one of their DCU slate um, and just made some pretty big announcements of what's coming up um, for the DC Universe. So just to kind of recap everybody, um, up next in the DCEU, we got Shazam, We got Flash, we got um, uh, Blue Beetle, and then we got Aquaman 2, which are projects that I feel like, besides Flash, I didn't really have too much of an interest in any of the others. But then after the whole Ezra Miller stuff, I just have no interest in the stuff that's coming up. But um, it's confirmed that after Flashpoint, the DC Universe is getting reset. So goodbye to DCEU. None of that continuity is really going to matter all that much. Uh, But we're going to have what's called a quote-unquote soft reboot, which means a couple of actors are going to reprise their roles uh, from the stuff we've seen in the DCEU up to this point. But for the most part, we're going to see a lot of recastings, and then story elements are going to be retold or thrown away, depending on what the project is. It sounds like to me, if you worked with James Gunn, the suicide squad movie or peacemaker you're probably safe your job's probably staying but anybody else outside of that you're probably not coming back henry cavill's not coming back ben affleck's not coming back anyway that's the (laughs) first bit of this news (laughs) bruggles cavill and affleck um but yeah so we're getting 10 projects uh, to start, and he's calling this phase Gods and Monsters, which sounds like you know, pretty, pretty epic little title there, but maybe a little too grandiose, you know. Um, but we're starting off with a couple movies. Uh Superman Legacy will be kicking off things. We're gonna get a recast Superman. Um, <clears throat> at least according to uh the notes that he released here, it's gonna be a younger Superman focused on struggling between his human heritage and his kryptonian side uh then that's going to be followed up with a movie called the brave and the bold which is essentially the story of batman and robin uh which i thought was an interesting kind of thing because we're bringing robin back into the cinematic universe and it is going to be like a kid version of robin um which it sounds like they're going to be using in the comics the uh, the biological son of of Batman as the version of Robin we're gonna get here. Is it Joseph uh,
1: Gordon-Levitt?
0: It's not. It's not Joseph Gordon-Levitt. No,
1: right, I don't. I don't care then.
0: I I think that's the one that I'm most interested in because I feel like I, you know, I I, 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 I think the Batman and Robin stuff will work, but you really need to get a director and writer in there that can make that ex- work within this like comic book like universe.
1: Um, uh, I'll let you. I'll let you keep listing these projects, but just so you know, I haven't heard one thing that I'm interested in yet.
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but keep going, because there's still a lot left. <laughs> I know. There's a. I'll, I'm going to try to speed run through some of this as much as I can. But after that, we got the Authority, which is basically a uh, story about a group of heroes that are kind of more like into vigilante justice. So basically, like murdering any villains that could potentially cause more of a threat um it's based off of this uh story by the same name in the comics so a little bit of a bold choice i feel like that's kind of james gunn's guardians of the galaxy itch that he's scratching there because it's obscure characters um and then we got supergirl woman of tomorrow which is live action supergirl movie um adapted from the story of the same title Uh, which again another really really good comic book story that they're but i'm wondering how they're going to handle all this here because you know titles are meaningless unless you're actually giving it substance Um, and then the swamp thing movie which is going to be a horror uh, rated r take on the swamp thing stories from the comics which i thought that that definitely piqued my interest just because he's a character we've never seen before um on the big screen but it's. I think it's always been like a character that ha, that has some of more of the heavier elements out of the DC universe in the comics. Yeah, we've never seen him, but have we cared to see him?
1: <laughs> Anybody? He
0: he had a really good show that I think is on HBO Max. Um, but they they had canceled it because they put it on that DC subscription service and it just didn't get enough viewership. But
1: yeah, um, that's proof. There you go.
0: That's proof. I rest my case. Okay. <laughs> Um, for TV shows, we got Waller. So Viola Davis is reprising her role as Amanda Waller. Is she
1: hasn't she died like four times
0: in she's, these movies. She's alive, and now it doesn't count because <laughs> the universe is reset. Okay. <laughs> By the way, God. she hasn't died.
1: I, I looked into it. Okay? <laughs> Have you rewatched those? Because I can't. Somebody tell me if if
0: she's died or not. <laughs> she she's never died. I don't know why. Like I'm remembering the same thing you did though. Like I feel so, like she
1: once she died.
0: She was she, in the building. She did not. She survived the
1: entire thing. Okay, but Suicide Squad two, she died. She had no. She did starfish, or no? Somebody shot her in the control room, and then no, they over. knocked her out. They didn't. They didn't uh, kill her. I'm. I'm writing more interesting plots in my head. Something <laughs> okay. to save those movies.
0: Waller is going to spin off of Peacemaker. So anybody who's tuned into Peacemaker, um, this is going to... you liked Peacemaker, didn't that. you? Yes.
1: That's enough. Okay. That's. On. <laughs> Leave it at the one word answer.
0: Yes, that was
1: terrible. The first episode, that that was like Andor. I love peace. This guy has terrible reviews. Don't listen to him. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) I disagree. He just just wants to see John Cena in his underwear more.
0: Okay, so like it's a brick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gosh. All right. I we, don't have any interest in anything you said, and we're now halfway through. So keep going. We're more than halfway through,
0: but <laughs> we got Booster Gold getting his own TV show. Super, um,
1: Supergirl, maybe. Sorry, go ahead. Booster Gold,
0: <laughs> the Man Booster from the Gold. Future. Yes, um, I think that one might be more of like a peacemaker type thing, where it's like a more leaning towards the comedy element of it. Yeah, Guy um,
1: Fieri lost me when he was talking about that
0: one. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> does does he not look like Guy Fieri?
0: He does. He does. James Gunn does look like Guy Fieri. This
1: guy's running DC diners, driving in DC.
0: <laughs> the last two things on the TV front, though, like uh, those are the two TV projects I'm most interested in. It's uh, Lanterns and Paradise Lost, which uh, Lanterns will be covering two of the more popular Green Lanterns um, from Brian the comics. Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds and John Stewart from the animated show. So I think if you've seen the Justice League animated show, you you no. remember? No, okay.
1: <laughs> no, DC's terrible. Oh, okay. MCU's
0: better. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm excited for that because they're they're painting it out to be um, the uh, true detective uh, vibe show for for the DCEU, Um focusing on two different uh, uh, lanterns there, and then Paradise Lost is. Uh, described as a game of thrones like series taking place on paradise island which is where the island of Damascara, where wonder woman's from yeah, this what is- a
1: pathetic attempt to latch on to the su- success of Th- thrones to be like oh no we're just like it <laughs> i feel like that gets thrown around a lot too you know, like, this is the thrones of superheroes
0: that's, and that's no, a heavy thing no. to say when you don't have like anything to show for it you know <laughs> like yeah when
1: you have zero track record of proving <laughs> that you are worthy of being called anything in the category of
0: thrones listen the thing that interests me though about this one in particular is the fact that they're like trying to get into uh putting in some of the heavy hitters from came like the writer the writing team out of the uh, season of uh, House of the Dragon. Apparently, we'll be working on this show. So, I mean, Dragon like... was the worst part of that show. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what are you talking about? And then the last thing, la- last project to kind of more... out here. Yeah, last, oh last project to call out here. Apparently, and I think this is kind of a bold move, but they want to... The animated stuff that they'll do during these years of uh, the DCU taking place, they want the voice actors and the actors... Like the live action actors to align and be the same consistently across the board. Um, He's doing some project called Creature Commandos. I have no idea what that project is until that's like a very obscure thing for me. Um, But I just thought it was worthy of noting here that this is kind of ambitious, I think, because like that would be like the what if stuff carrying over the same voice actors completely. I mean, I'm
1: I'm cool with setting that precedent. I like that. Like we saw that with some of the Mando characters. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's cool. You know, a nod to the fans, but all like who you know tuned in for the animated series. I think that's a cool precedent to set.
0: One other thing, and this I is think something you said. One other thing, two other things. About. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so apparently, so the Matt Reeves Batman stuff, um, the sequel got a release date for July. I I believe it's July or December 2025 uh, for the Batman Part Two. But Wait, uh,
1: two years, three, almost
0: three years from now. Yeah, I, I think that's a mistake, <laughs> too, man. Like, I I think they really should have started working on this a while ago. But you we know. didn't
1: think people would like it. It was our pets. <laughs>
0: Dang. OK, but th- there will be a distinction between main DCU movies and DC world stories is what they're calling it. The, the stuff that takes place outside of this universe uh, or like in an alternate reality kind of thing. So I I do like that I I share your sentiment on that, that, like, I think this is setting that precedent up and, like, establishing those clear rules for this universe will be really good for people, especially for the audience, because the way that things were going before, like, it will be hard to keep track of all this stuff, you know? And, like, now you know what you want to be invested in and what you maybe don't. So I think labeling stuff clearly is pretty uh, a step in the right direction.
1: All right, so I do want to get your, like, general take of the summary of this presentation.
0: <laughs> um,
1: I want to kick off, though, like, I don't think titles alone I'm interested in, like, any of this. I mean, maybe Supergirl and maybe, like, the Lanterns bit. That is somewhat interesting, but, like, I'm sure I'm going to, like, reserve the right to change my mind when I see trailers and I see, like, who they've casted and, and that kind of thing. So maybe I'll come along on that a little bit. But I'm I'm on the other side. I still think this is way too confusing because you're like, like James Gunn is out here being like, Some of this is DCU, and then some of this is already in the making that we're inheriting. Oh, and stick around for eight to ten years. Like, what you want me <laughs> to sink a decade into like that? Cannot be your opening pitch to be like, hey, for the next 10 years, you might get into this. <laughs>
0: like, right, it's yeah. too
1: much. If if Marvel had that same approach nobody would have bought in but people like got addicted to it over the first couple years and then they were like oh yeah this is a big thing
0: i think he like no matter what he did though i feel like there would be some negative reaction to this regardless because like dc has been such a mess for such a long time that in order to come in and fix this like to be honest i thought it was it like it's disheartening to hear that we're not going for a full reboot because i feel like that would be a lot easier to to digest all this stuff and just be like all right well everything's reset we're gonna you know we're gonna start from square one but um not recasting certain characters keeping certain things and i feel like it just confuses the general audience you know that being said if everything's clearly labeled and we're doing that moving forward then i think that'll go a long way to like reestablishing some of that trust i'm with you in terms of like hearing titles and all that doesn't excite me all that much but i do think that um seeing the fact that they are planning this stuff instead of like saying like oh well we want to do this but we're not sure if we want to get this out and actually committing to something here um is a lot different than the dceu stuff that we've seen before so on that note, I'm up, I'm like cautiously optimistic that we're moving in the right direction here. And there's a couple projects that just from the titles get me excited, but it's not a lot. It's like maybe a handful, like one or two. Um, like I, I'd I'd love to see a good Superman movie again. Um, I thought Man of Steel was pretty good. It just it just disappoints me that they're sitting on that one gold mine of a character that they never use, you know? <laughs> like, and this is their chance to 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 really uh, shine through with him. And then the Brave and the Bold, I, I feel like the Batman and Robin stuff i have been a huge um, fan of in the comics for such a long time. So I'm excited to see them bring that to the screen. Um, but yeah, again, until we see more, I just don't know if it's going to be like a great one or if we're going to have a repeat of the Chris O'Donnell. And um, I forgot who was playing him. There Was it Val Kilmer or was it George Clooney? I'm going to go with Val Kilmer. <laughs> but I'll go with Clooney. Well, our bets. As long as Robin is like a kid and not like a, like a grown adult, like in in that, in that it would. I feel like that was that just gave me some weird vibes before in that movie.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I care to see my what is it like my tenth Batman of living. (laughs) Like it's too many, man. (laughs) It's too many. Same thing with Superman, especially since like. You've casted good ones recently in the D.C. Like, quote, unquote, what was the universe before we shattered that and we're starting anew? Like, I don't know, bring back Affleck, bring back Cavill. Why are you cool with bringing back, you know, Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot, but not those two? Like, you already have it and you can just be like, hey, guys, clean slate. We know you love these guys. We love these actors as well. But the plot points of before, that was a different thing. We're starting our own thing, but with the same actors that you like.
0: Especially if, like, for the Brave and the Bold stuff, if you're bringing in a Batman that's a father, like, it can't be, like, a 20-something-year-old. It's got to be, like, a, an Affleck, you know, like, somebody who's
1: in there. Old. Yeah. You said it. You said it. You called him old.
0: Yeah, okay, but <laughs> <laughs> Affleck always looked the part, right? Like, I feel like Affleck was the first Batman whose silhouette gives me the vibes that he will definitely destroy somebody in an alleyway, um, versus all the other Batman that we've had before. Like he's, it just
1: Rob Rob Pat is like, I love that. The only thing though that we that they've gotten completely wrong for the last several is we cannot get a good Alfred. I want Michael Caine again.
0: I want him. That's hard to top, man. I thought Gary Have Oldman's you... Gordon was going to be hard to top. And and I don't think it's been topped necessarily, but Jeffrey Wright's um, portrayal of Gordon, this other one, like I thought was level with it too.
1: He was great. Um, it's hard to get like the perfect trio cast there between Gordon, Alfred and Batman.
0: I want female Alfred. <laughs> that should be the twist. Okay, the be interesting. Meryl Streep. Yeah. I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking um what's her name? Helen Mir as, uh, as okay, interesting yeah, choice. Female Alfred.
1: <laughs> interesting choice. But yeah, yeah, that's to, that's my wall. Eight to ten years is like it's that's also like a very aggressive opening statement.
0: I don't think my hairline will survive that long. <laughs>
1: when he said that i was literally like i'll be 40 when they're wrapping up this (laughs) chapter (laughs) like what the heck is that eight to ten years for chapter one or is that eight to ten years for everything he's planning
0: it's eight to ten years for the three chapters that he's planning this is half of chapter one i don't know if
1: that makes me feel better
0: it's it's different it's uh, yeah i mean like i i'm hoping for the best i hope that at the very least we get some good content out of this right But um Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a lot, and I'm excited, but I'm cautiously optimistic. And I'm also not like you know, there's nothing that I'm like, oh, I can't wait till 2025.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't see anything on the list that I'm like crazy over. Um, but I mean, I I kind of want to see uh, Aquaman too. I'll be honest.
0: I'd like to see what they like what they end this up with though, because like. If this is it for Jason Momoa, he's going to... Because apparently he is going to be playing multiple DC characters, which is also very confusing. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But you know what we don't have to wait all that long for? Hit me. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania.
1: Was Wasp actually included in the title?
0: Yeah, it is. is. Whoa. Yeah, very inclusive. Very woke.
1: That's new to me
0: yeah let's talk ant-man
1: no small talk here we're talking the smallest avenger tic tac
0: it's uh february 17th so what we're, we're like at the time of recording we're like two weeks away from this movie
1: and we are recording on groundhog's day
0: do you know if you saw shadow
1: um i do know <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know
0: i just want winter to end
1: <laughs> please Groundhog see a shadow. Yeah. Um, he saw his shadow. That means more winter. But I also heard a stat that he's only right forty percent of the time. So maybe we shouldn't trust in the groundhog.
0: Why even have a groundhog day to begin with then?
1: Apparently, this is also a new Groundhog. The old one recently died, so maybe we get a fresh stat line. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we could stop hogging Groundhog and just move on to the answer. This
0: one's 0 for 0 so far, so we'll see.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Clean slate. All right. um, So, yeah, we've had a couple trailers. We're just getting hyped. Have you done anything to, you know, prep for this?
0: Yes. I've bought the Creed 3 poster of Jonathan Major's. Uh, okay. To put next to my Ant-Man and the Wasp <laughs> Quantumania poster. <laughs> it's an interesting
1: uh, multiversal use of uh, <laughs> Jonathan Majors. I I, I got to be honest, I rewatched Loki to get ready for this. I and gotta do that too. That show number one is still amazing, and two, Jonathan Majors really gives a great performance in it. I totally forgot
0: like how
1: good he was.
0: He said that um I think somebody asked him like what he took from that role to bring into Kang, and he's like, Oh no, I'm playing it completely different here. Yeah, he's, like, wow. he's he's like he's he's a variant, I can't play him off of the same guy. And I was like, That's true, that's true.
1: But that's taking something to say, like, I'm gonna go a 180 from that. That's, that's still true. taking <laughs> what you've done.
0: <laughs> he's not fully telling the truth here.
1: Hey idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um no, so what are you uh what are you feeling like you want to prep with? Do you are you gonna rewatch the Ant Man one and two movies? Are you gonna watch th- like endgame?
0: I think I might watch uh Ant Man Two. Um just to kind of remember like what the rest of the characters were kind of up to during that time because I, I feel like you might, might want to rewatch Ant Man One then. Is it the better one <laughs> out of the two? <laughs> No, isn't Um, like the
1: bad guy from that going to be the bad one of the bad guys in this? Oh,
0: you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, the floaty head Gork guy or whatever. Oof. Yeah, he's they're bringing him back as Modok, which I thought was an interesting little. Gork. uh, Where did
1: I get Gork from? (laughs)
0: Modok. He he played um Yellow Jacket, right? He was in the Yellow Jacket suit. Yeah, Um, Darren
1: Cross is the. There you go. That Uh, guy stole was the actor, and people have said like his face is there and eat modox
0: he's the giant blown up face which has a mask in a couple scenes and then sometimes it's seen without it but yeah okay yeah i'll let i'll let ant-man one onto there i i i i'm definitely gonna do loki though i gotta start that i'll probably start it tomorrow uh it's
1: a a really easy rewatch it's like 45 minute episodes there's only six of them and they're really good so it, it keeps you hooked um that's Honestly, even if you don't want to prep crazy, I think that's the one to watch. Like Ant-Man one and two, I don't know if you're really getting that much more prep other than like getting on a Paul Rudd bender.
0: Yeah, who wouldn't Oak want
1: that? No, I I'm not arguing against it.
0: <laughs> Honestly though, I feel like there's not been as much fun fanfare or promotion for this movie, and yeah. Right, we're like two weeks away, and I like I know we've gotten trailers, and they did like the Monday Night Football drop for some of these trailers and the ticket sales stuff, but um, I don't know. I feel like there's not been too much hype around it, and I I, I wonder if that's a good thing or a bad thing, right? Like maybe it's um. I I know Marvel, especially with like Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, they were really really confident in the movie. I wonder if that's the same thing here or the fact that they're not putting too much promo in it is a testament to them trying to back away from it. I don't know, but um, from the few people that I've in my inner circle that I've known um, that have talked about this or Mm. seen some of it, a lot of the Illuminati. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They've had nothing but positive things to say about this movie. So, Um, i'm excited to see that mainly because like you said loki was such a great show we're finally getting introduced to kang which is the threat that was promised in that show Uh, and played by jonathan majors i feel like it was perfectly casted for the he who remains spot and i I, seeing the stuff that he's done outside of the mcu i can't wait to see him play like a full-on villain here yeah i'm excited for that alone um and i think um the director for the film i think it's peyton reed i forget exactly who's doing this uh film but he had uh something to say i think on twitter where he was talking about how this movie was going to be like the captain america civil war of this phase in terms of like it's like an avengers ish movie um which listen, I love Civil War. I thought it was a pretty decent enough movie. Uh, but That's I in hope... your top three, isn't it? No, I think it's in my top ten, but I don't think it's in my top three. Come on, man. Actually, you no. know what? I'm gonna open that list no. up. No,
1: go on, <laughs> go on. You you loved that one, but
0: but this this movie kicks off Phase Five which uh after the whole you know mixed reaction to phase four i'm i'm just curious to see what people's reaction is going to be after this because this is promising to be the movie to kind of get us back on track um in terms of like putting a thanos level threat that connects everything a bit and i i'm hoping that we start getting some answers to some of the post credit scenes that we've seen in phase four you know like i hope we get some of that because If we don't get too much of that, I feel like people we're gonna start losing people more and more, you know. And that just COVID. That's
1: the threads that they have to, if they want this all to be a cinematic universe. You have to connect these things eventually, Uh, and they are on pretty thin ice with like how you know how much people care about staying in tuned, and it's like you might have to connect these sooner than later. And I think the one we're probably like dancing around is like, I think we're both hoping Shang-Chi in some ways related to this movie.
0: Yeah. I'm wondering like all this talk about the quantum realm and stuff, like those signals coming out of the rings. I wonder if that's connected to something that happens in this movie or, like, I, you know, that's my hope,
1: <laughs> but there's a lot of like visual references for rings and the under, like whatever this quantum world is. Um, so I'm hoping that those are like actually paid off. Um, I think fans of Marvel do a really good job of like being accurate with their predictions. Whereas like with like star Wars, we come back to last Jedi all the time, but it's like the fan base was so far off and it wasn't because they were like, you know, coming up with like outlandish ideas. It was just like the studio just didn't hear us or think the similar way. Where I think like the fans are really in tune with how the Marvel producers uh, build these plots out.
0: Well, there's also source material to pull from, you know, because like you kind of get a gist of certain things. But you know, like there's th- there's one thing I'm very curious about, especially for this movie, right? Because like we're introducing Kang, we're introducing the quantum realm. I gotta wonder if we're gonna be teased with the Fantastic Four in the post-credit scene, just because like this is. Like, I would I would leave it to, you know, like, leave it to Marvel to kind of tease your next big thing in this kind of movie. Um, not that I'm saying it will happen. I'm just saying, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's, like, our post-credit tease here. Because it would be appropriate to bring in the Fantastic Four and Kang in the same movie. Yeah, this doesn't
1: have to be our Kang, like, from our Earth the thing that like I caught in Loki this time rewatching was like the Kang that like the he who remains mentioned that he's from the third millennia. So it might be where we haven't gotten to the timeline where the fantastic four can exist yet. So, I I mean, they could obviously bring him in from a different universe like they did before, but um, yeah, it's interesting. Like they do have a lot of options of where they can bring in other characters in this. And hopefully they bring in a few that we've already seen and we want to see again yeah uh, the thing I, i'm most looking forward to is like the evolution of these characters i think the thing that marvel does best is once they get comfortable as like what their arc should be they kind of do like a 180 with some of these like thor was so serious and like took himself so serious and he was played in this like demigod role and then he turned into a comedian and like, it made sense and it worked. And Paul Rudd started out as like kind of the comedic relief character. And I feel like this one, I mean, the first trailer was like, it looks a little weird. Like, I mean, the Elton John song was great, but the second trailer makes it look very serious, very dark. Like I, I, I look forward to seeing that, like stretch their acting ability and let them be let them evolve a little bit.
0: Yeah, the trailer was a lot dark, it's especially, like, some of the dialogue between Ant-Man and Kang. Like, that's the s- most serious I've ever seen, like, the character of Scott B. in these movies. Yeah, I, I wonder if they're going to kill him off, too. Like, is that on the table? Is it not? Like, I, you know, someone's dying in this movie, I feel like, <laughs> you know, like... You bring somebody in like Kang. I feel like what better way to set the tone for how big of a threat this is than to maybe kill off the comic relief of the of the MCU. Or sure, they could they more. could do that.
1: I could also see like an Endgame type of ending where it's like, or uh, not Endgame, uh, like an Infinity War ending where it's like you know that they're gonna come back. Like they didn't really win. They didn't lose technically. I mean they did lose, but it can be undone type of thing. Right. I could see something like
0: that. You know, one thing that I just realized, too, like as we're talking about all this, um, in some iterations of in, in the comics, uh, Kang is like the distant ancestor, or not ancestor, uh, descendant of, uh, of Reed Richards or Mr. Fantastic. I thought he was his son. No, it's like so Kang is supposed to exist in like the year 3000 and on around that era and then mr fantastic exists in the quote-unquote two thousands right so okay they're like at least a thousand years apart but it, it's it's something that gets played upon a lot in some of these stories but i wonder like i don't know like that that level like the kang stories in the comics interweave so much and i know we're getting those two avengers movies that are both titled after stuff that kang helps to <laughs> come to fruition the kang dynasty and what was the other one um uh, was it secret wars i think it's secret wars yeah yeah I, i'm just like i'm I'm ready for marvel to to get me back to, to something that's like a little bit more infinity war Endgame game level like it yeah. doesn't have to be like that perfect right but like get me closer to that and i feel like we'll have that um cohesion back yeah it has to
1: feel like you're building towards something like the first few movies of phase one didn't necessarily connect to each other until you started seeing them connect right before Avengers and I think that's the thing we're missing is like we're so used to knowing that everything connects because then after Avengers it was like everything fed towards the next Avengers and you knew the formula and like we know what the formula is but we don't see it yet Um, so hopefully this can be like that missing piece of the equation where we see like oh this is how Shang-Chi ties in oh, we're bringing in the Fantastic Four now, and we're, like, tying up some of these plot points from previous Ant-Man movies.
0: Did you... Um, so I know I'm, I'm a little bit more on the whole speculation side of things on social media, but there was this, like, leak of this art book for, for Ant-Man 3, <laughs> um, and that includes included some concept art, of the new Avengers, so Captain Marvel, Shang-Chi, Miss Marvel fighting the many variants of Kang. Mm. And I feel like you know how like in Loki you had those little um depictions of all the different versions of Kang coming in. I wonder, like, is it maybe something where like the Kang that we see in this movie isn't even the ultimate fill-in this Kang, but like one <laughs> version of him? You get what I mean? Like I don't know. I, I, I'm just I'm very curious to see how they're going to play this out because I feel like they gave, They might have already given us everything we needed to know in Loki and we're just going to start to see things kind of connect back into that story that he told like is the story that the, he who remains told what's going to happen and we just or, or something that's already happened and you know, or is it something destined to repeat again Like, like yeah, this,
1: I, I feel like you're right where I got when I was rewatching Loki where I was like I don't fully understand how they function with timelines because he's from, he's claiming that he's from like the third millennia of earth, but he's writing the timeline where he has access to write the beginning of the timeline. So like, did he go back to year zero and start rewriting it? But then how did he get there? It's like, it's very confusing how they uh, interact with different timelines. So, I would love to see them come up with a plot that, like, not that it's, like, super simplified or that they spend, like, way too long explaining it, um, but enough where it's, like, okay, I can latch on to this understanding.
0: The cool aspect, too, is the way that they keep coming back to certain things. So, like, you know, in the endgame, they use the quantum realm to time travel. Mm -hmm. So Kang is a time traveler. You know, we've seen his little, like, time travel chair from the comics and some of the stills for the movies. For the, for the upcoming movie i wonder if it's something where like he time traveled somehow got stuck in the quantum realm and if so like what's having him stuck in the quantum realm why is he there <laughs> like what to me like one of the things that i found fascinating about this whole movie is like what could you possibly want from ant man out of every character out of any character that he can't do himself you know right yeah like like what's going on like why is he there why is uh darren cross the floating head now as, as the modok <laughs> which i never thought we'd see by the way i never thought modok would be a villain that they would bring to life the thing the one they did for the avengers game um i thought was a frightening enough modok but i didn't think they would repurpose a ant-man villain into into the character
1: yeah i don't know much about modok um if you want to elaborate on anything from the comics that you think is relevant. Also anything I'm on Kang. Cause I feel like I only know him to be like super intelligent. And I, is that enough of a
0: superpower? So he's a time traveler, uh, has access to all these, um, everything, all the iterations and stories that come out. Once he travels back to fight the Avengers, he's easily able to kill them or take them out just because he has a technology that's so far advanced that to us it looks like he has some sort of like powers but in reality he's just got a bunch of gadgets that help him do what he's doing
1: um so he's booster gold from the dc
0: yeah but actually smart (laughs) whereas booster gold is dumb (laughs) Okay. um but it's uh i think some of the more interesting parts of kang is the fact that he descends from mr fantastic and just how he connects with some of the villains because most of the iterations of him, like I said, are descendants of Mr. Fantastic who travel back in time to do something. It's always like a different kind of thing. But like his whole thing is he's obsessed with making sure humanity doesn't expire, you know, like so he interferes with different events to make sure that things align, which is why I thought it was cool that they brought him in for the whole TVA thing. Um but also like he's a villain that I think is the 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 version of what we thought thanos would be like the guy that's like i 100 image invested in humanity's future but in my version of it you know like he's not about the betterment of society but rather he's wanted to shape it into what he wants it to be exactly and i always thought like it was it was cool in the comics that um he's part of the young avengers without no so there's a character that's supposed to be like the young Uh, the young version of the Iron Man mantle, which is in the comics is Iron Lad. Terrible name. (laughs) But he's one of the leaders of the Young Avengers, typically, in some of the older iterations. The new iterations is a little different. But um, in the classic story, that character at some point finds out that he grows up to be Kang, the Conqueror. Um, And it's this whole trippy thing where apparently he went back in time his purpose was to you know, do all this stuff, but he ended up de-aging himself, planning himself in the past, lost all memory that he is Kang until the Kang storyline pops up, and he's like, oh, no, you're actually me. So then it becomes this whole thing of, like, here's this kid that wanted to do good, but now finds out he's ultimately going to be one of the worst people. Um, But, yeah, he, he's an interesting character just from, from that. I feel like he's just very nefarious very like time traveling genocidal maniac kind of thing but like with with some purpose you know it's like the he's like the ultimate like the means to an end kind of thing like it doesn't matter if i do horrible things it's for the greater good so
1: that alone i
0: think is great like i think that's something that would be very cool to explore and very different from thanos right because like with thanos i feel like you had a very brute kind of threat yeah, it select. was clear
1: cut what he wanted he just wanted like he stated i just want to get rid of half of everything and that'll you know you can run through your resources at a slower rate i think the interesting thing about this guy is like at least the read i'm getting off him is you know he is playing it uh like he, he kind of plays all of the sides where you don't exactly know if he's telling the truth or if he's lying and then it just comes down to like a judgment call. Like that was the best part of Loki in the end when it was like, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna shoot straight with you. And then you have to decide if I'm not being honest or if I'm lying to you or if I'm telling the truth or if I'm lying to you. And we all had different takes. Like Loki had a take, Sylvia had a take, you and I had our own take. Like everyone in the everyone watching it was like, oh I kind of believe him or oh I i don't think i believe that i think he's trying to entrap them somehow uh which is like the best part of this because it's like it's a build your own adventure almost and then eventually yes they will have to you know give you the answer for what they've decided but i think that's the cool thing is that like you're kind of in on the decision making process
0: yeah and it's uh i don't so i i got i have the blu-ray for uh no way home <laughs> that i got in like a a couple weeks ago but like there's an extra feature there this like behind the scenes thing where kevin feige talks about that scene where he the doctor strange does a spell and it alters the the multiverse and so he kind of confirms there that well he kind of he does confirm there that that moment in loki when he leans over his shoulder and like notices something for the first time that he didn't have any part in that's what that was meant to be and that's when he realizes, like, okay, now's the time that, you know, she's going to kill me.
1: <laughs> I, I've heard that, like, also timed up perfectly with, like, the Wanda breaking her fake world and what was that, Westfield or whatever it was called? Yeah. I heard, that, like, all those, like, linked up exactly the same.
0: They were supposed to. So, I think originally what the uh, what the plan was now that everything's kind of out, they had said that when that scene played um on Loki, they wanted to because Loki was supposed to come out after a lot of these projects. So they wanted to line it up where you cut to No Way Home, you cut to Wanda, you cut to all these things that are happening and you like we as the audience would connect it and be like, oh, okay. Like this is what's like all these big events are happening. And it's because he's finally no longer in control of everything that's going on.
1: Which is like ultimate procrastination. Like you could have just written a couple more pages. <laughs> like what were you doing?
0: <laughs> well, they have it on Disney Plus. They can go back and do it. Like
1: you <laughs> No, know. I mean on Kang's part. Like
0: to have oh. a few more
1: pages <laughs> of the of the script that you've been writing for the universe.
0: <laughs> I hope we get more of that kind of answer too in like Loki season Loki season two is what I'm most excited about this year. Yeah. To drop. Absolutely. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see. I you know, maybe we'll see Loki and Sylvie in, in this movie, too. Like, I, I wouldn't rule that out either.
1: I don't want to get my hopes up for too many characters. Because then when that, that's when you start getting disappointed when you're like, they didn't bring anyone in. True. <laughs> it was it was just Ant-Man and the Wasp
0: the whole time. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just I'm just overall. I feel like this movie's kind of picking my spirits up a little bit for the future of the MCU. Uh,
1: yeah, I had very low, like, interest in this. But now that we're getting closer I'm starting to get like revved up that i'm
0: excited for it
1: like um, we finally which... have a
0: release for deadpool 3 also which oh, again yeah. like it's finally ha- like stuff's finally happening i feel like whereas before we're kind of like wait i hope it's happening i hope something's coming
1: yeah i mean we have time on that um 2024 is a bit away why don't we just focus on the <laughs> the upcoming yeah <laughs> uh no so i think any last thoughts or I, I kind of think we can wrap up there.
0: Yeah, no, I think, I think that's about it. Um, I'm excited. You know, we'll, we're, we'll see what we, what we get when we, once we wrap up. But, um,
1: best movie we'll... ever is going to be Ivan's take. <laughs> once we come the back.
0: Be, the best Marvel movie so far. <laughs> <laughs> Since the last one.
1: Yeah. No, I, I'm also excited. I think this is going to be very interesting to see. I hope they start tying some of this stuff together, but. Um, even if they don't. I mean, the trailer makes it look pretty good. So it should be a yeah. good popcorn flick.
0: And if not, we always got Guardians 3 in May.
1: <laughs> Hold on to the next hope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't, we, uh, why don't we sign off there and just uh, get out of the recording booth and say good old thanks, thanks for listening. listening.